Hello, church family. Uh, we are in our last part, uh, part three in our study through uh, Exodus chapter 17 uh, this week. Um, if you remember throughout this week, I, I, I posed the question that the Israelites were thinking about, uh, and it's how do we know that God sustains us? How can God protect us? How does the Lord keep us? Um, and I talked about how on Wednesday, the one way he demonstrates us that God himself is sufficient through the scripture is that he, he sustains us. He sustains us and he sustained the Israelites by providing for them water. And this is, you know, water that he's going to have to provide for them over and over again. And this, in fact, throughout the, uh, the Exodus and this whole uh, wilderness journey, he is going to show them that he is actually going to see them through it. He sustains them. He gives them the food that they need. He gives them um, all that they uh, need, even water to drink. He protects them from the enemies. He does all of these unique things as well to show them that God is indeed the God who will sustain. And there's no reason why we can't trust him now. Because if God doesn't change, that means he sustains us as well. That he will uh, see to it that we will all be uh, taken care of. It may not be the way that we want. It may not be what we hope. But God will sustain us. Um, he has put us in the, in this world, in this time, for a particular purpose, and God will see through it, see to it that we will fulfill all that He wants us to do in His life. <laughs> so that was the first point that we talked about on Wednesday: that God sustains us. Um, and today uh, we're going to look at how God supports His people. On, two, on Wednesday we talked about how God sustains His people. Today we talk about how God supports His people verse 8 to 16 on chapter 17 of Exodus. Then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. Now this is what I mentioned on Monday. This is the very first time where Israel has ever gone to war with anyone. The Israelites were not soldiers. Moses may have had some, back, uh, some study and knowledge of war, but no one, no, the Israelites, these were not like, these are like farmers, you know, these aren't like, at best, they're like militias so walking walk around with their torches and like pitchforks and stuff like that. But, you know, the other army, the Amalek, they're, you know, they're like swords and arrows, you know, this is not a fair fight. But one, uh, whatever side, you're, if you're in God's side, you're in the majority. So that's what's going on here. They, the Israelites have God and uh, God was going to uh, make sure that they survive. Uh, so Moses said to Joshua, choose uh, men for us and go out, fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. This is the same staff that symbolizes leadership. And I think the reason why Moses is doing this gesture is really giving up the fight to the Lord. That he knows that he cannot win. He knows that these, these farmers aren't going to have the ability to do it. So God have to, has to inter, intervene at some point. So he raised the staff as an act of worship and just praising the Lord. And I, I, I trust him in begging the Lord that the Lord will keep the Israel safe. Verse 10, Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the, top of the hill. So it came about when Moses held his hand up and Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. Now, I don't know what the, I think I should. I don't know what that means or what that looks like. Maybe there was some uh, advantage, uh, whatever, like some positional advantage. But then every time his, Moses' arms go down, they lose that position, and his arms go back up, and then they're able to uh, win. So there's some sort of supernatural occurrence here, and it's supposed to again show that that God is uh, the one that's going to fight for them. Verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hand, one on one on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sunset. 
So Joshua overwhelmed him like and his people with the edge of the sword. And Yahweh said to Moses, write this in the book of, as a memorial to recite it to Joshua that I will utterly blot out memory of Amalek from under heaven. But uh, Moses built an altar and named the Lord is my banner. And he said, the Lord has sworn the Lord will never, will have, sorry, the, war, the Lord will have war against Amalek from generation to generation. So this is a very unique case. Uh, somehow uh, it's, it goes according to the rule that like um, Aaron and her is able to hold up um, Moses' hand as he's holding up the staff. It's a unique situation. I don't fully understand how it works, but it does. And this is just a way for them to just depend on the Lord. The Lord will fight for them. So uh, God supported them, uh, even though they were supported by the hands, even though Moses' hands were supported by Aaron and her, and her um, this shows that like God has provided a way for them to support each other so that ultimately uh, God takes care of the people. And I think there's a, there's a tendency for us as Christians to, to always think of just the supernatural things as the way of, the Lord su- supports us or su- provides for us, but we f- somehow fail to see the practical everyday needs that the Lord is using the church as a whole to meet the needs in a providential way so that the people can receive it and bless and praise the Lord for it. So how does God support his people? And I think the first one, here I have three, there's like a whole bunch that you could think of, but here are three that just came to my mind. And the first is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is designed with a particular purpose to regenerate the believer. We understand all that we know because we know that because the Holy Spirit enables us. Right in the, in the book of, in the Gospel of John, it says that the whole, the Helper will come, so that we can remember all the things from Scripture, so that we're able to recall to mind the things that God has spoken. And I think that's so that's still true today. The reason why you and I remember Scripture whenever we hear a sermon or or during times of uh, t- uh, you know, struggles and temptations, certain verses comes to mind. I think, I believe, I truly do believe is the Holy Spirit enabling you to, for those moments in time, to, to hear Him and to recall God's Word in a very unique way so you can uh, rest in the Lord, so you can trust in Him, so now you don't have to worry and be anxious because we know that God is, 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 going, to, is going to sustain us. So He sends the Holy Spirit with that particular purpose to sustain the people of God. And second, I think the scriptures. First, the Holy Spirit shows that he—that's that's a means by which the Holy the Lord sustains us by sending the Holy Spirit to be our helper. And second, he also gives us the scripture. Every single one of the scriptures will show us something that's good about the Lord and and something frail and real about the human condition. Uh, when we study the scriptures, we know how good God is, and we also know how unworthy uh, sinners and wretches we are because we don't deserve anything. Because we understand what Scripture has to say about the about 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 the people and about himself. <laughs> so the scripture is a means by which we learn about him, that we get we that we learn to get the mind of Christ. Um, and these are all a true blessing. Uh, and is a way that the Lord sustains us. The scripture tells us that his the word is a nourishment for us, like milk. It's supposed to give us what we need so that we can we can function. We know how to think um, clearly. We know how to have a worldview. We know how to live in such a way that's pleasing to the Lord. And and how we know that is through His Word. That's how we know anything. That's how we know everything. Scripture reveals all that there is to know about who uh, the the God that we worship is, the God of the Bible is, so that we can uh, honor Him in all that we do. The Scripture is a guide that sustains us, and the more we study it, the more we are independent of it. So first is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in our life. Second, the Scripture. And third, I kind of made reference to it uh, earlier, but it's the church. 
the church. The Lord sustains us through the church. We're here for one another. We're not just here just for like you know lecture series or preaching per se, but we're here uh, for one another. Uh, I mean, yes, the primary uh, thing in preaching or in the church is the preaching of God's word. But how we uh, apply those things is usually to one another. How do we uh, you know care for each other's needs? How, what uh, what ways can we make life bearable? We're always there for each other. In the book of Acts, you see how uh, all of the Christians uh, were willing to support each other. They were willing to care for each other. They did everything because they understood that uh, they we don't we don't operate on our, on our own world. We we are part of God's kingdom. We're part of God, the church and bride of Christ. And therefore, we need to use all that we have to care for those in the church. Right? This is the bearing uh, one another's burden idea that we are because of who. Uh, Christ is and what he's brought us and saved us from if if we're in the church we must extend the love and care for other people as well so that's how the Lord sustains us the Lord sustains by giving us the Holy Spirit for us to know him to have a right mindset the Lord gives us the scripture so that we can actually study it and we know that there's a limitation to that because we can't know everything and but hey we still learn and try our best to study scripture so that we can draw close to him and lastly the church the church is a means by which we um, we tap into for our needs again uh, this isn't to say that the church is some sort of like you know the government that just gives out stimulus checks or anything like that uh, but there is a sense in which the church is always there for each other so even if we lose everything the church should be able to come and, and come alongside individuals and meet their needs and i trust that uh, that's your job you understand your position as a Christian as well, that, you, um, that you're sustained by the Holy Spirit, that you're also sustained by um, the Scriptures, and, also, and lastly, you're sustained because the people of God that the Lord placed in your life, uh, you should cherish them. Uh, you should uh, be thankful for those in the church because they are a means by which you can um, basically uh, grow and, and, uh, and, and, and care for each other. Uh, without the church, um, we are just scattered body parts. But with the church, we function together. We know each other's needs. We know uh, how to care for each other. We know how to meet the needs for one one another. We do all these things to reflect how good our God is in taking care of his people. So how do we know that God sustains us? He sustains us. Or how do we know that God is sufficient in life? Because first, he sustains us. He sustains by providing all that we need. And second, that God supports us in whatever we need. He gives different means in our life to support us so that we can ultimately grow and love the Lord more with all our heart, mind, and strength. That's it for chapter 17. We're moving through. Chapter 18 is going to be a, um, is a principle. It's what we call the Jethro principle. And it's about how uh, leaders are supposed to de- learn to delegate. And, and there are implications as you're studying through this chapter that means for years, or not really years, but for some time from the Red Sea all the way to this point that the Egyptians, they, um, you know, they were not uh, delegating the task. They were just basically Moses doing everything. And a Jethro, I mean, Moses' father-in-law gives him a suggestion that's going to help benefit him and the people of Israel from ministry. So uh, if that's, this is a lesson that uh, I've been thinking a lot about because our church is growing in the structure and we need to learn to delegate and trust certain responsibilities to different people in the church. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope this is helpful. Take care and have a good day.